Thank you for joining our Transform 365 podcast, a discipleship and teaching ministry of SWCC. We pray this teaching helps you to grow in your journey with Christ. We have some great resources available for you on Transform365.com webpage. Feel free to download discipleship materials, small group teaching, as well as peruse our training workshops. Also take time to visit www.swcc.org for videos, teaching, and more. We thank you for listening and your support, and we would love to hear from you. So use our contact page and drop us a line. Now for our podcast teaching. Well, today we are speaking on a very uh, important topic, and I wish that we could just spend all the time in the world on this topic. But in the brief time that we have, we're going to try to do our best on this. And it's on Jesus' name. Our prayer life in Jesus' name. Have you ever had someone say, uh, just tell them my name at the counter? Or just tell that person my name and they'll take care of you? You guys ever had that? No? <laughs> Some of you guys wish you had that, right? It's a lending of authority and respect. It's a lending on the recognition. It's a lending on maybe um, a co-signing, Right? Like, uh, when I first graduated, my mom co-signed on me buying a truck uh, when I had a job because you're lending your credit of your name for that individual. And that's the importance and power of a name. The, the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs that a father that has a name at the city gate, how blessed are his children after him. It's like when my youngest gets the authority of dad said added to whatever we're asking for, right? It's like, guys, we need to clean our room. Guys, we need to clean our room. Guys, we need to clean our room. Guys, dad said to clean our room. And then everybody gets into motion pretty quick. And that's kind of what Jesus is telling us to pray in His name. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Acts chapter 4, verse 12, it says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. When you pray, Jesus tells us to approach the throne of God. God the Father. I want you guys to understand this. Yahweh. The one whom Israel said, okay, we need to have a barrier inside of the Holy of Holies. No one but the Levites are allowed to work in there. No one but the high priests are allowed to approach that. And it has to be the selective high priest to go and stand in the presence of God. And Jesus says, hey, I'm lending you my respect and authority to approach God directly. When you pray, pray in my name, the one whom salvation comes from. He is lending us. He is co-signing on us. 
He is giving us the right to be called children of God in His power, authority, salvation, sonship, and royalty in His might. He said before He left, all power in heaven on earth has been given unto Me. When we approach the throne room of God in His name, we have all of that harnessed within that moment. We have the right to stand before God, not in anything that we've done, but through the righteousness of Christ our Savior in His name. Amen? Amen. Brothers and sisters, I don't know if you realize it, but that is power in a name. That is power in a name. Over and over as we read Scripture, Jesus says, in my name. We read, in Jesus' name. Or in His name. And what are the things associated with this? Demons were powerless because of Jesus Christ in His name. Amen? We see that in Luke 10.17. Demons were cast out in the power of Jesus' name by the disciples. Mark 16.17-18. Healing occurred in the name of Jesus. We see that all through the book of Acts. They wouldn't go and say, I heal you in Paul's name or I heal you in Peter's name. No, it was through the power of Jesus' name. No other name brings about salvation. Salvation from your sins. Salvation from your moment. Salvation from what ails you. Salvation in the moment that is oppressing you. There's no other name. That brings salvation. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 6.11 that we are justified in the name of Jesus. When Satan tries to throw an accusation against us, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus sees us as not accused, not guilty, pardoned by the blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary. Everything we do in life, Jesus says, do in My name. Colossians 3.17 So brothers and sisters, that is power carried in the name. Why? Because of the person of Jesus Christ. That's why we should be proud to call ourselves Christians. Christ followers. Those who associate with Christ. Those who have been bought by the price of Jesus' blood on the cross of Calvary. Amen? You want to know about this name, Jesus? Turn to Philippians chapter 2. This is one of my favorite passages in Scripture speaking of Jesus, even though it's not found in the Gospels. Philippians chapter 2. Here Paul writes, Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in the Spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfish, selfishness or empty conceit, 
But with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also the interests of others. Let me ask you, where does the ability to do these things that we just read come from? Because our natural state is to go towards self. Where do we get this ability to go ahead and think of others before ourselves? Where do we get this united front to love others as one body, one mind, one spirit? Well, Paul says it's the example that was given through Jesus Christ. Starting in verse 5, Have this attitude in yourselves which was also in Christ Jesus, who although He existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as a thing to be grasped. But He emptied Himself, the kenosis, taking on the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in the appearance as a man, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. Even death on a cross. Brothers and sisters, it's telling us that Jesus left the high and lofty where angels sang around Him, Holy, Holy, Holy. He rejected that for the sake of dying on the cross for you. He rejected that for going and living out God's will for man. The plan for salvation. That no one would have to ever give an offering or a sacrifice to cover their sin. Because Jesus gave the one sacrifice once and for all. Amen? Verse 9, For this reason also God highly exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name which is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Even the demons below will have to recognize the power and strength of our Savior. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. And amen. Jesus deserves the right to all things by the power of His blood and the freedom in His person. He deserves our respect, our honor, our praise, and our prayer. Because He gave up His seat at the right hand of God and became a man. That's why we sing His name in worship. That's why we shouldn't complain about worship, by the way. Because worship isn't about a preference. It's not about you. It's not what about you like. It's not about how loud the music is. It's not about how there is no music. It's not about how we had to sing a cappella one Sunday. It's not about any of those things. Worship is about who? The name of Jesus. So as long as we're praising Jesus' name, 
Let's be happy. Now look, you can have your own preference, you can have your own style that you like that maybe brings you and draws you deeper into worship. That is totally fine. But when you are praising in Jesus' name, sing it as loud as you can. Sing it as, as reverent as you can. Because God exalts Jesus for what He has done for all mankind. That's what we're told in Philippians 2 here. For this reason, verse 9, God highly exalted Him. Why? Because He humbled Himself made himself lower than even the angels and came in the form of man to die on the cross. So that at the name of Jesus, we have salvation. Because Jesus made the way for all. Because Jesus died on the cross for all. Because He became Savior for all. Because Jesus, as the song says, paid it all, and all to Him I owe. And because of this, every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? Amen. Because all has been given unto Him. The very name Jesus, or in the Hebrew, Yeshua, it means salvation. Jesus is our salvation. So it is so significant that this name that casts out demons, this name that gives freedom from oppression, this name that gives a lifetime of healing from all the pain and suffering, this name that saves us from painful memories, the name that heals broken hearts, broken bodies. The name that assures us our resurrection. The name that holds all the power. The name that has brought us in a moment from death to life. There's power in that beautiful name, Jesus. And it's the name that we're called to pray in. And not just called or asked, Jesus Himself has invited us to use His name before the throne. He has urged us and commanded us to pray in His name. And has promised us that when we pray in His name that the Father listens. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 14. It's our main passage today. John chapter 14. And here are some of the most powerful verses in all Scripture related to prayer. In fact, when most of us pray, we conclude with the, with the, with the phrase, in Jesus' name, just because of these two passages we're going to look at in verses 13 and 14. But I don't know if we realize what responsibility that entails to pray in Jesus' name. 
What's the significance behind praying in Jesus' name? Why do we call upon the Father in Jesus' name? Well, in John chapter 13, Jesus has just let His disciples know He's going to be leaving them for heaven pretty soon. He's going to prepare the heavens for them and us and for every believer that there is. Hearing this, His concerned followers, they're nervous. I mean, you would be nervous too. You're a rabbi you've been following for three, three and a half years. He says, hey guys, I'm leaving. He's been providing for you. He's been teaching you. He's been guiding you. And He's saying, hey listen, now you guys are going to have to take on the torch and carry this Gospel light into everyone. But Jesus, You're the one that has done these great things. You've healed the sick. You've casted out demons. You've healed the blind. You're you're the fixer of the lame. You feed tens of thousands with just table scraps. He sends them out and He gives them the same great power in His name to do those things. Cast out demons. Go heal and preach. Do so in My name. So you could see why they're concerned. In their eyes, they've just built some great momentum. They've done some great things. People are paying attention. People are listening. In their eyes, it's like, okay, Jesus, you know, this whole thing of love your neighbor and love, love God, this is great because we're building a momentum. We have a backing. Rome, man, we can topple them. But that's never God's intention. Jesus is about building the heavenly kingdom. Their great teacher here. The one that's given them power to do great things. He says, boys, I'm leaving. Keep things going while I'm away. And they're rightly terrified. How can we do it? How can we go on? Where are you going? To that, Jesus gives a simple answer. Keep it going. In the power of my name. John 14. 12-16 Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son." If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commands. I will ask the Father and He will give you another Helper that He may be with you forever. Jesus here gives us a direct response to the how, to the what, and to the where of His disciples. To pray in Jesus' name is not just to rub some genie's lamp and ask for cash, a car, or influence. Within this passage, Jesus gives us His agenda for our prayer life. And to do it in His name. For His glory. And for the glory of the Father above. If you're asking things according to the glory of God... I will do it. If you are doing things that will bring glory 
to the Father above. Ooh, I'm all about that. I will do it. Jesus is not interested in your agenda, brothers and sisters. i got to let you know that. He's not interested about you trying to put yourself above others. No, he's not about that. You're talking about the man that humbled himself and came in the form of man. That abandoned. That left his holy dwelling. To die on a cross? To take on humiliation? To take on people rejecting him? To take on people that would constantly battle him? Oh, you brood of vipers, you snakes! He humbled himself even to the point of a cross, which to the Jewish people was seen as a curse. He's about the agenda of bringing glory to God above. Amen? He's not wanting your wish list when you come to Him in prayer. He's going and He's calling you to come to Him and ask that you might glorify the Father above with your life, with your actions. Meg and I used to have a speech when our kids was really young and they were really small and we were about to go into stores. We would say, um, we're about to go into this store and I, I, don't, I don't want you asking for candy. I don't want you asking for toys. All right? We would give this list and it was like, we're here to buy something for your cousin. It's their birthday. Or we're here to do some you know, shopping for so-and-so. And so we don't want a scene. Right? We don't want pleading. You have plenty of toys at home. You have plenty of food at home. We're here to get such and such for so and so. So let's get in and out, right? Because that's the last thing we want to do is just go through every single aisle looking at things. Let's stick to why we're here. Let's stick to the agenda. And so something I learned from my own mom was hands in your pockets. Right? So you'd go in, and, and, and really, Elijah was always the one that would be pointing and wanting to touch, and hands in your pockets, even today. He has that tendency to do that. Hands in your pockets, and he'd be like, I like that right <laughs> there. Mom, can we look at that? I would always fool with him and be like, I don't know what you're doing. Can you show me a little bit more? But hands in your pockets, eyes forward. Keep focused. And that's the marching orders to stay focused and why we're here. It's not about the kids' agenda. It's about reaching our goal, which is to get that one present for the cousin and get in and out. Now, the kids are so much better at that today. But Jesus here is giving us marching orders, brothers and sisters, in John, right here in John 13, uh, 14. In John 14, he's telling us, hey, listen, I'm leaving the earth, and I'm leaving you here. And there are lots of distractions down there. There are lots of those things that you can lose focus on. There's lots of candy and shops and toys. And you may want them. But I left you to be the light into the darkness. I've left you to seek and to save that which is lost. And stay about 
my mission, my glory, my honor. I've left you to share me and to live for me. So if you need help, you call out in my name. If you get distracted, you call out in my name. If there's darkness, you call out in my name. You call in the name that brings light. He says in verse 12, you'll do what I do. Take a look, verse 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do. Because I go to the Father. He says in verse 12, you will do what I do. I came to seek and to save that which is lost. And you're going to do the same thing. You're going to be about my focus, my agenda, my mission. My plan. Why? Because you're my children, so stay focused. Stay focused on my goals. Listen, when we pray in Jesus' name, there's a few things that are happening here, and we see them in this passage. There are a few things that happen, and we see them in this passage. It means that you believe in what He has done. We see this in verse 12. Take a look. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. Jesus, in verse 12, if you believe in me, you believe in what I've done, you believe in the power of his death, burial, and resurrection, the power of his coming, the power of the signs and wonders that he's done on earth, and the power of his claims that he is creator, and that He was before all, and that He spoke the world into existence, that is part of the prayer, part of the power of Jesus Christ in His name. When you believe, you're believing in who Jesus claims. And what Jesus offers. And the promises He has made. The second thing it says, it means that you identify with the person of Jesus Christ. Do you see that? He's saying, okay, I'm giving you the power of my name. That means you believe in me. You believe in what I've done. You believe in what I've claimed. Verse 12, it continues on. You identify with the person of Jesus Christ. He says in the same verse, verse 12, then you'll do what I do because I go to the Father. You'll do what I do, and you'll do even greater things because I go to the Father. Jesus was about one thing. Sharing and spreading the message that brings salvation. There are three actions laid out in this passage. There's three participles or three verbs, three actions that we need to take here in this passage that I want you to look at. And if you have your Bibles, go ahead and circle them or in the notes, I want you to see this because they're very important. We should be living out the actions of the Bible. The first one is believe. Jesus said, you believe in Me, then you're believing in all that I do. That's important. Believe. The power and strength. Believe. Jesus is saying, don't doubt me. I have all the strength of heaven and on earth. Believe. 
The second participle, or the second action that we're called to do, the second verb, is do. He says, okay, you believe in me, that's important, that's great. Believe in me, now do. Do what I have done, or do as I have done. Do the things that I've done. What did Jesus do? He went to the poor, he went to the brokenhearted. He went to the outcast, he went to the drunk, he went to the prostitute. He brought the message of the gospel of love to all. He brought the message of forgiveness to all. Jesus says, go and do also. I love the account of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Because in it is a deeper meaning. Here, Jesus, the master rabbi. That was one of his titles, the rabbi. He goes and he humbles himself, he ties and he girds up his loins, he ties a a towel around his waist and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. Humbles himself, doing what servants do. And what does he tell his disciples? Go and do also. Humble yourself and serve others. Brothers and sisters, if we want to experience this power of Christ in us, We do as He has done. We love as He has loved and we serve as He has served. We reach out to those that are abandoned and rejected. We reach out to all. And then ask. The third thing He says is ask. If it gets hard, ask. If the the unlovely are hard to love, ask. If it's hard to do the task, ask. If you find that you're getting afflicted, ask. If you find that what I've told you in my word is hard to do, ask. Because I've sent a helper. When it gets hard to believe, when it gets hard to do, ask. The name of Jesus is for salvation. Our prayers are for calling out to the God for salvation. Salvation from sin. Salvation from pain. Salvation from hurt. Salvation from the moment. Salvation for our spirit. I need rest. He's saying, my name holds so much power. Listen, my name holds no power. but I can stand before the throne because God calls me child. I could stand before the throne because of the power of the name of Jesus who gives me salvation. My name holds no authority. My name holds no ability to save. And that goes for yours as well. But when you call to the Lord in the name of Jesus, if you call upon God in the name of Jesus, He hears every word. He's all ears. When you're about the plan of salvation, when you're about the plan of living your highest for Him, 
When you're about living for the light of the world, when you're about the plan to reach the lost and to live the Gospel in your life, He's all ears about the needs of salvation and the needs of intervention. He's all ears about how you need His name and His power to break down barriers of pain and hurt. Of sin and suffering. He's all ears when you come to Him and you say, Jesus, I I have this this temptation. I have this barrier in my life. I have this, this stronghold that I would like You to intervene. Because it's preventing me to live the fullest as the light of the world. Jesus, I, I want to reach my neighbor. My neighbor's not saved, and I would like to just have boldness to share with him. He's about that right there. That's his agenda, brothers and sisters, to be the light to the world. Never forget to pray in Jesus' name, because it is by his name that we have the seal of the Holy Spirit. It is by His name that we are called children of the Most High God. It is by His name we can approach the throne. Because it's Jesus that gives us salvation. Him and Him alone. Amen? Thank you for joining the Transform 365 podcast a ministry dedicated to helping you grow in relationship to Christ. If you want to know more, find us at transform365.com or on our church website, www.swcc.org, located in Miami, Florida. Until next time, remember, the only work in grace is to let grace work in you. God bless.